are checking. We are checked. What's going on? Hello, family. Episode 71. Episode 71. Uh, is, we're here. We're doing episode 71. They said we couldn't make it to 71. We're here. They said, Brent, you can't, you can't do 71 episodes on a podcast. They said you can't do that. They said you can't wear a shirt that got, that's got buttons on it with no collar. It doesn't make sense, but I'm, I'm, I'm here doing it. I'm here doing it. I'm here doing it, and I'm turning the input level down, and we're here, and we're chilling. Guys, lots of fun stuff going on in the world, isn't there? Is there? It's, it's a weird world right now. Um, quick shout out to Bioptimizers, magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers. I don't have the product here with me. I really wish I did. That's my bad. But <laughs> uh, go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella and get 10% off your order of Magnesium Breakthrough. What is Magnesium, Brent? I'll tell you, Brent. It's a supplement. It's my favorite supplement. It uh, helps in a huge way with my recovery process after a workout. And I got bad joints. Nope, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say I have good joints because that is the type of energy that I want to be putting out into the universe. I have really good joints. You know why I have really good joints? Is because Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with protein synthesis. It eases inflammation and tension and muscle stress. Um, and also, it, it's it's a key nutrient for your overall just health. You know, it, it, if you take it in the evening, it'll help you ease into sleep. Uh, at least it does for me. Okay. I would hope it does for you because it definitely does for me. And it's natural. There's seven different types of magnesium found in nature. And this supplement has them all. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Prempella. Okay, that's the sponsor. We love them. Please support them. Hey, man. I got shows coming up. Let's do that next. Uh, what are we doing? Next weekend, I'm not doing show. I'm in Vegas. Woo. But no shows out there. Uh, New York. Oh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, Wednesday, August 4th at EOS Lounge. EOSLounge.com for tickets, Wednesday, August 4th. And then New York. I'm out there for the whole weekend. Big show on August 8th. That's a Sunday come through, come hang, come party at Old Man Hustle out in Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? It's in Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? It's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is in Brooklyn. Don't ask where Brooklyn is at because it's in Brooklyn because its name is Brooklyn. Um, and then I'm... <laughs> In San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club, August 12th through 14th, opening for J.P. Sears. If you want to see my full show, I, I do recommend going to those shows uh, if you like J.P. If you want to see my full show in San Francisco, that will be Sunday, September 12th. Please come. <laughs> please, please come. All right, because that uh, I need I need to pack that out so that they have me back for full weekend. Okay, that's the whole goal here. I'm not trying to play these Wednesday shows, Sunday shows anymore. All right. Wednesday, September 8th, I'm in Sacramento. Um, bring the fam. Okay, bring the fam so that a year from now I can come back and we can pack that bitch out for a weekend. For now, your boy is still on the has to prove himself vibration. So uh, Wednesday, the 8th of September in Sacramento, Sunday, the 12th uh, in San Francisco. Um, damn, dude, I drank a bang energy. A couple days ago, still feeling it, still feeling it. I drank a bang energy because I was up in Northern California doing a show and I drove back down at the end of the weekend and I was getting tired because it's a long drive. I should have flown. That's my fault. Huge mistake, huge mistake driving to Northern California. Should have flown, but I was driving. And so I stopped. I didn't want to get a coffee um, because I am trying to drink less coffee uh, I actually didn't start drinking coffee until two years ago, believe it or not. You should believe it because that's the truth. Bang energy. There was a bang 
and there was a frappuccino, like pre-made frappuccino from Starbucks in the fridge at this gas station. And I took the bang because on the label it says it's all good. There's, there's no sh- like fake sugar, corn syrup. There's no like, you know, fake dairy or anything like that. Um, and like no carbs. And so I was like, okay, what is this? Liquid meth? Uh-huh. Sure is. Sure is liquid meth. Sure is. And it, the flavor was rainbow unicorn. Man, I drank the whole thing. I think it was the second bang I've ever had in my life. And this this one had me hyped. Like the whole drive home, I, I felt like a hype man. I, I, felt, I was like screaming songs when, when they were playing. Like I was playing music and just screaming. I was rifling. I was cleaning out my email. I was like, but I was watching the road. I was, <laughs> I was like, um, I just felt crazy. And I got home. It was, I took it early on in the drive. And then four hours later I get home and I get home, uh, late at night. It's like 10 PM and I get home and I'm still buzzing, like all coked out. And I go, I go take a shower because I was tired and sweaty. I go take a shower and I hear something when I'm in the shower, I hear something out in the living room and you know, I drank bang. So all my, all my senses are intensified like tenfold. Right. And I'm because I drank the bang, and so now I'm like I'm now I'm like a bat, I'm like a bat, and a dolphin, and a shark, because sharks can smell blood from a mile away, bats can hear anything, dolphins have echolocation, and it, a bang energy gave me the superpowers of all of the mightiest animals in the world. So I was in the shower like <laughs> I can't do the dolphin sound. <laughs> Kind of, that's kind of it, but I'm going to lose my voice. And uh, I heard something with my superpower bang hearing. And so I stopped the shower and I walk, I, 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 I pop my head out of the shower and I hear it. I hear a little, it was like a little from out, out in my living room. I'm like, did somebody break into my house? Did somebody break into my second, third floor apartment? How did they get up here? And I get out of the shower. I don't even touch the towel. Your boy's dripping water off his peen. Peen dripping water off it. Got water dripping off of the peen. Okay? And I walk out fully naked, fists clenched. I've never been in a fight before. Okay? Never been in a fight. And I walk out of the shower completely butt-ass naked like I'm about to, to you know, Dustin Poirier some dude. Right? Like I'm about to box some burglar. If anybody can scale three stories to break into my apartment, you you will murder me. If you can do that, you'll kill me because you're stronger than I am. I walk out. I'm my heart is fucking racing. Okay, I think I'm about to. I'm, I'm like, this is my first fight. I can't believe my first fight ever is going to be in my living room, dripping wet and naked. Maybe I'll just scare him just by being naked. And I look. I peek my head out. I don't see anybody. And so I swear to God, I, I swear to God, I take like a fast step, like a lunge. I was like, Hua! and I did that. I was like, ha! To try and scare whoever's in my house. You know who was in my house? The blinds. The blinds on my window, which was open. The blinds on my window made that sound. But when you're on bang, everything sounds like a murderer. Because it's bang energy. Bang energy. Want to think ghosts are real? Bang energy. Want to get naked and fight a ghost? Drink bang. <laughs> Want to get naked and fight a ghost? Bang energy. Man. Uh, so got a, that was enough bang for me for probably like three years, I think. I think I'm good on bang now.
I think that's enough bang for your boy. Um, you guys watch Ted Lasso? Been watching Ted Lasso. Hey, what is it with cameras these days where everything just looks like a Pixar animation? Cameras are too good. I don't need to see every single pore on Jason Sudeikis' face. Okay, he's, he's an incredible actor, a wonderful character actor and comedian. Uh, and now I can you know, con- confidently say he has great pores. No whiteheads or blackheads. He's just clean and clear and under control. Because the cameras are so good. Maybe I need to fix a setting on my TV or something. But I don't know if it's 8K. Like 4K doesn't look like that. 8K, for some reason, makes the image look like it's a Pixar animation. It looks cartoonish. Like it's, And it's so distracting. I watched Ted Lasso recently. Uh, what else? The Tomorrow War. Great, really fun movie. But also looked weirdly cartoonish. And what else? What was the other one? Army of the Dead. So all three of those looked like they shot it and then like colored over it with pastel. It was very like, it's almost like the skin, like when people are moving, it's like weird. It doesn't look right. Like it's maybe it's a motion blur thing. But dude, I just don't want to see your pores. You know, I'd love to see you act. But I don't want to be able to count the amount of chest hair that you have. You know what I mean? No one should be counting chest hair. That's not a fun part of the entertainment experience on HBO Max. Counting the amount of chest hairs is not something I want to do on a Tuesday night. I don't want to be counting grown men chest hairs, and yet the cameras are so good, I have to. They're, you're, you're forcing me to count the amount of chest hair that another man has because your cameras are too good. Anyways, Ted Lasso is phenomenal. Jason Sudeikis' character is uh, so good. It's so, so good. You know what's hilarious about Jason Sudeikis' character work is that a character like that who speaks with a southern accent is typically like uh, stereotyped as being dumb, right? So like you'll see it in, in sketches and comedy and movies over the years that somebody like that is dumb, right? If you have a Southern accent, the stereotype is that you're, you're not as well-educated, you're not as uh, articulate. But his character is so funny because there are these moments where he's like very well-educated and speaks on very uh, uh, high-brow... What's the term? Shit, he's more educated than I am. High-brow, high-educational topics. There was... What was it, man? I wrote it. I didn't write it down. That's why I can't forget. I'm forgetting. But there's a moment where he's... He, um, he He's talking to somebody, and he says, like, something like... Uh, 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 oh, that's... that's uh, like, Oh, man. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Sounds like functional manipulation. Sounds like you need to realign your life purposes with what you really want to do in life. Or some, something like that, like, you know, thoughtful and, and existential. And what I love about that is that that is a conscious choice that I made when I when Bryler came to life, the uh, guy that you went to high school with. You know, this dude, dude. What the fuck is good, dude? Because, <clears throat> like, somebody like that, who, whenever they talk like, they, like dude, freaking, yeah, bro, swear to God, dude, and they're drinking four loco, you don't expect that person to be smart. So when they hit you with some really smart shit and they're able to go deep in a conversation with you or go deep on a specific topic and be very articulate and well and knowledgeable about it, it's surprising and hilarious, which is why I love doing those bros talk about videos. <clears throat> I've done it for Bitcoin, stocks, uh, politics twice. Um, was there anything else? 
maybe one other one. <coughs> and it's uh, it's fun to do those because then I, I get these bros who up on first look or on paper, if you described who they are, you'd think like, ah, oh, those dudes, you know, in their seventh year at CC, they're whatever. But no, dude, they're, they're smart. They're articulate and they're like literate and smart and they can handle talking about these heavy topics in their own bro language. And, and I love that about them. I think that's what makes them really likable. And for Ted Lasso, that's what makes Ted Lasso so likable is that he's not just this like dummy. He's not some dummy from the South just out there coaching soccer now for the first time like an idiot. He's like, a, he's like, dude, yeah, man, we can figure this out. We just got to work together. You know, it's like Steve Jobs always said, if the mind is right, then the design will take time or whatever the thing is that he says. Um, that was actually a pretty good quote. I did just make up that quote, by the way. That was a completely improv- improvisational quote that I believe Steve Jobs would have said. Anyways, I love that. I love seeing that um, in people's character work when uh, a character doesn't just abide by stereotypical tropes of that type of person. And there's some fucking inside information for you huh how about that oh man italy won the world cup that was cool um i am not a huge soccer guy except for moments like that when it's you know the country of my blood origin and they're playing for it all but why do we why do they go to penalty kicks i don't like that i don't think it makes any sense i think it's super unfair for a tied soccer match to go to penalty kicks there's got to be a different way to do it because then it just matters on how good your goalie is and your kickers. But the actual game of soccer means nothing at that point. So it, it would be like if a basketball game is tied at the end, you know, and you play one overtime because soccer get, they get a 30 minute overtime or whatever extra time. If you play one overtime in basketball and you're still tied, you don't get a second overtime. You shoot free throws one by one. And then whoever makes the most free throws wins. And it's like, no, that's not the game. That's not the sport. It's now it's, an, oh, it's a different sport now. So now we're not playing soccer anymore. We're playing goal score. We're playing score a goal. We're not, we're, we're, the soccer match is done. And now there's a new sport we've created called score a goal. And it just doesn't make sense. But what, what if they did, I think they should just keep playing until a goal is scored. But if that's too tiring, then maybe take like a 30 minute break and come back on the field and keep playing until a goal is scored. Or instead of uh, penalty kicks, what if they went like three on three? Doesn't football do something like that where they, they go, maybe it's college football, a college football overtime. They play in from the 50 or from the 20 or something like that. And you get four try four downs to get in the end zone. Uh, and then the other team can rebut. Some there it's it might not be exactly what I just said, but it's something like that. What if soccer did that? They they go three on three from the half yard half half line, right? And you have you know five like five minutes to score a goal. Each team goes until a goal is scored. And if it's the first team that scores, then the next team gets a rebuttal and da 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 da. Right? Then it's it's soccer again. Then it, you're playing. You have you have a semblance of a team against team sport, and it's not just let's see who can score a goal. And I hope you don't miss. You know what I mean? Also, holy fuck, dude, those those dudes on England missed, and then they got roasted for, like they got racially abused. That's awful. What are we doing? It's 2021, dude. You're still being racist. What are you doing? 
Find a new way to be mean, dude. Find a new way. Make fun of, make fun of, dude, dude, make, dude. I don't even know what, what, if you, if you want to be, you shouldn't even, first off, you shouldn't even be mean to the person who missed the goal. Cause Hey, they got you to the finals, right? You should be mean. You should be mad at the fact that it's not soccer when it becomes penalty kicks. It's a different sport now. But don't be mad at the 19-year-old kid who got you all the way there. There's That dude's 19. Also, I know nothing about the England soccer team, so I don't know if having him in as such a young dude was a good, a good move from the coach. Was there not like another veteran uh, penalty kick guy that they could have put in? Also, on the flip side of that, Maybe this is the experience he needs to win multiple World Cups for the rest of his career. I have no idea. Um, you never know how somebody's going to bounce back, right? Kobe airballed four times, or was it five, in that uh, playoff game against the Jazz his rookie year and then became Kobe Bryant. He was 18 or 19 in that. He must have been 18 because he was 17 when he signed the contract with the league. That was in June of his of the summer. And then he came in. Playoffs would have happened before June because June is usually the finals. So Kobe was 18. So, yeah, same when he airballed four shots. Uh, and watch you should, you should go watch that clip because he's an, here's an 18-year-old Kobe Bryant putting up four or five airballs in a playoff game against the Jazz. An elimination game, by the way. Okay? An elimination game against the Utah Jazz in his very first playoffs in his very first year in the NBA. He airballed four or five times. And uh, he said once that what he did after that, damn, that's loud. Garbage truck outside my window, dude. I should have closed it, but it's too hot. He said um, what he did after that is he came back to L.A. and he went to the gym. That Literally that night, as soon as he landed back in L.A., he went into a private gym and put up shots until like 6 in the morning. So who knows what um, homeboy on England is going to do. Um, but my other thing with soccer, dude, is is the flopping. What are we doing with the flops, too? Like like becoming a ballerina. If you're if you're a ballerina, you're a better soccer player. How crazy is that? Have you ever thought of that? If you're good at ballet, you are also um, like you could have never touched a soccer ball before. But if you're good at ballet, you're kind of good at soccer. That's crazy. That's crazy. If you're good at if you're bad at <laughs> wait. If you're good at falling down, you're good at soccer. If you're a good actor, you're good at soccer too. If you're a thespian, you could be an actor. Dude, that freaking flopping, dude. The flopping drives me nuts. And they're, they'll they'll fall over. They'll fall over. They'll grab their foot, their ankle. They'll be screaming and crying like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And then they get up and they keep playing. They get up and they keep playing after, after holding their knee like, ah! It's like that Peter Griffin uh, moment in Family Guy where he's like, ah, ah, and he does it like 10 times in a row. That's what they do on the pitch. They, they go down and they flop, and it's, and it's an accepted part of the sport now, which is wild. What the fuck, soccer fans? How do you, how do you um, defend that? How do you defend it? Because in basketball... Basketball fans will call you out for being a flop artist. LeBron has been called out. Um, who's the other one? Who's the other one? There were a couple other people who flopped super hard. I think Draymond might have been one of them, Draymond Green. Unless he's the opposite of a flopper, I forget. But they're, like every time somebody flops, 
they get called out by the announcers. They get called out by the fans online. Like, announcers will say it, too. Announcers will be like, oh, he sold that. Oh, my gosh. Get this man an Oscar. They literally will say that on the air. And it's embarrassing for whoever just did it because they get branded as a flop artist, as a, as you know. And fans hate that shit in basketball. But in soccer, if you're good at flopping, it's like a good thing to fake it and get the ball. And that's honestly, you know, I don't like using this word much. Uh, and my mom hates this word, but Hey man, um, that's why soccer has been branded as such a pussy sport. I don't think it is. I don't think it's, I think it's a, it's one of the hardest sports ever. And it, you have to be in the best shape for soccer and basketball. Those are the two sports you have to be in the best shape. It's basketball, depending on the position, you know, centers and forwards can be bigger, but Soccer, for sure. Those guys are some of the hardest, best athletes in the world. But some of them are fucking pussies, dude. Pussies, dude. You're a pussy. You're a pussy. Stop falling down and grabbing your ankle. You're not hurt. You're just being a pussy. You got to fake it to get the call? You got to fake falling down to get the... You got to fake being hurt. That's the thing. Is you get tripped, but then you stay down? And pretend like you're dying? Like, you got the call. Get the fuck up, dude. You know who I got to ask about this is my buddy who actually plays professional soccer. Jaleel Anibaba. He plays for Nashville Soccer Club uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And he was Gatorade, California Gatorade Player of the Year in high school. He's the, one of the best, if not the best, athlete to ever come out of my high school. Davis Blue Devils, Blue Devil Pride. Shout out to DHS. I love him. And he's incredible. I, I And I've seen his highlights, and he is a phenomenal soccer player. He actually got me more into soccer when I was in high school just from watching him. And then in college, my beat uh, on the college newspaper was our school's soccer team. So I've always been a, a – uh, like, I've always liked soccer, but I haven't been a fan in the sense that I follow it regularly, right? But I'm a, I'm a general fan – generally, I'm a fan of the game and a fan of the style – and the players and what it takes to be great in that sport. But I, I'm not a fan in the sense that I follow it regularly. But I got to I gotta ask Jaleel what he thinks about all the flopping stuff. Because you can't condone it, it unless, unless you truly admit that acting is part of the game. And if you truly admit that, then maybe then it's passable. If, if acting is truly part of soccer, it's part of the sport is acting – then I guess that's passable, and I don't like that, but it's okay. I think I've talked too much about soccer here. There's a lot of soccer, a lot of soccer content in this episode, huh? A lot of soccer content. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what else are we doing? People are stupid, um, but we know that. Uh, oh yeah, dude, everything is trash. You realize that, right? Everything is trash. I know, I, you know, these podcasts are interesting because I just kind of go topic to topic and there's no like flow, but maybe there is. I don't know. I never listen to them back. So you can tell me if it flows or if I just sound like I'm on cocaine. Um, I'm not, but you know, uh, I sound like I am. So that's fine. Um, I got bored the other day and I started looking at, looking at luxury, uh, clothes just for fun, just to see like what the fuck, like there was somebody posted a picture or I came across a picture on Instagram of some Gucci flip flops or something like that. Uh, and they cost, you know, $800. And I was like, why? Who would pay $800 for flip-flops? And I started looking. And then I started looking at Ferragamo. Um, Ferragamo moccasins. 
for like a thousand bucks. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking like fair moccasins for a thousand dollars. Why? They're just going to become trash. Like you realize that, right? Like your thousand dollar moccasins are trash one day. And then I was like, oh, everything's trash one day. The camera I'm shooting this on will end up dissolving into the earth. One day, the lights projecting light on me right now will will melt and become nothing. That was a pretty crazy thought that I had the other day after I smoked my CBD joint. It's it's uh, this wolf painting behind me and all the lights that I put around it. Garbage. Garbage. Everything's trash. But I don't know if that means we should be nihilistic about it or and, and just and just kind of stop caring and stop giving a shit or we should be even more appreciative that it's not trash now and we're able to experience all these all these tangible things. I think the latter. I think the latter. Although sometimes I am like, ah, fuck, man. You know, everything's garbage. <laughs> okay, that's the end of our existential segment. <laughs> From Fa- I was looking at Ferragamo moccasins and I just started thinking, wow, these are tra- these are going to be trash one day. <laughs> but they're not trash now, so maybe, you know, I should spend my rent on them. Um, I'm not going to do that. Uh, what else are we doing, dude? Um... God, dude, people need to shut up just in general. You know what I mean? Like people just need to shut up, dude. Just take a, take a day off of talking. You know what I mean? Just take a day off of sharing your opinion on anything, on everything, on everything. Just don't speak or project your voice into the universe at all for one day. Shut the fuck up. I think we should do that. I th- I truly believe if the entire world did nothing for one day, no Twitter, Facebook, social media, no podcasts, no videos, YouTube shut down, Netflix shut down, no music, no listening to music, no watching movies, no going to a museum, nothing, nothing. I feel like we would come back stronger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think that's what it would take to have people just shut the fuck up, dude. I'm so ready for people to shut the fuck up for a day. Not even a day. Give me an hour. Give me an hour of people shutting the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know? I should shut the fuck up right now. I should shut the fuck up right now. I'm not going to because I need to finish this podcast episode. But after this, you bet your ass, I will shut up. And that's my part. I will do my part in not putting my opinion into the world. Just for a little bit. I'm not saying forever. Everybody should share your opinion for sure most of the time, almost all the time, but not all the time. Sometimes you need to shut the fuck up. You know? Like like fucking, uh, maybe it's just Twitter. Because I, I never really have these conversations in person. But people, people on Twitter are just so like Twitter's, Twitter's ruining society. Twitter, Twitter's the worst thing. 
dude, Twitter, Twitter's the worst. Twitter is Twitter the best thing or the worst thing ever? Oh, Twitter's the best thing. How else would we know who to hate? Don't hate on Twitter. How else would we know who's awful? How else would we know who's a liberal and who's a conservative without Twitter? How else would we know who is part of the pedophile elite that Tom Hanks is running? How else would we know without Twitter? (laughs) Dude, it's like... And then this other thing that keeps happening now, this new trend of of people calling the GOP, the GQP, as if every Republican is in QAnon. What the fuck are you guys doing, dude? What are you doing? And these are like people who have big reputations and big audiences. And they're projecting that every time they refer to the GOP or Republicans, they call them the GQP. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're just making shit worse, bro. You're making shit worse. That's like calling every liberal a pedophile. You're, it's not, it's just stupid. You know, it's just dumb. It it went, went, (laughs) (laughs) oh, it's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb. And all these major Republican heads have already been vaccinated. And then, uh, you know, Democrat people and, and, and liberal people are still shitting on them for, for literally doing what they promised to do as a Republican, which is give people freedom of choice when it comes to things. Um, and they say GQP. It's just so stupid. It's like how it's like how uh, they also say this other one uh, is when people refuse to say Trump's name. They, they type T-R asterisk M-P. <laughs> oh, you're as much of a pussy as a flopping soccer player, dude. That's what you are. It's just like how, uh, you know, what would the equivalent be for for crazy people on the other end of the spectrum? I don't know. I'd try to look for that shit to see what the balance is. Sometimes it tips one way or the other, but it seems to be that the most um, emotionally wrecked folks out there are the ones putting an asterisk in Trump's name and calling the GOP the GQP. Uh, So... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent would be on the other end. There's probably some other shit that could tip the scales in a different context, but that's just what I've noticed as your favorite extreme far center moderate. Uh, I'm alt middle. I'm a, I'm far center alt middle. That's what your boy. That's how I classify myself now. Uh, and we've been over that before. That doesn't mean I, that me, just means I agree with one side on some things and another side on other things. And sometimes it's tipped, bro. Sometimes I sometimes it leans. Sometimes that shit leans, dude, depending on what the things are. All right. We're out of here. Everything is trash. Guys, everything is trash. Everything is garbage, but you're not. You're wonderful. You're a beautiful, wonderful, kind person that's full of love and light and deserves all the respect and appreciation and love in the world. Okay? I wish you nothing but health. Boost your health with Bioptimizers. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for 10% off the supplement. Support the sponsor please a it'll benefit you b it'll benefit me c benefiting me benefits you so it really all comes back to you in the end um because capitalism baby 
capitalism. Okay? Guys, I love you so much. Thanks for chilling and hanging, and I'll see you next week. All right? See ya. See ya.